Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and strong language. If you can't handle that, you should probably leave. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. This yeah, but fun fact for everybody out there, it's actually since we recorded the first episode, it's been three years. Uh, <laughs> so we're back now, and we're ready to do the second uh, episode. Long-awaited, long-awaited <laughs> episode two of Heart Kathleen Surrender. Morgan's Hearts Surrender yeah. to Cat People. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. I missed you. We were we were together for the three years. No, we, uh, we were separated for at least one of those years. Uh, that is true. You were gone for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, so no. So uh, if anybody noticed, which you might not have, there were uh, a couple of uh, weeks we didn't get an episode out. We've just been going through some life shit, but we're back at it. So I'm ready to yes, start. we're here for you. I said that I missed you. I missed you. And No, you didn't say it naturally. Oh, well, I'm just okay, coming back to tell you no, you I'm fucked up. I'm not say it again, though. Well, you didn't like it when I did say it. Now you don't like it when you I don't didn't, say it. You didn't. I didn't like, like when oh. you didn't say well, it on. when I first Just said it. I missed you too. <laughs> I'm like looking at your eyes through these. <laughs> what are you gonna say to that? <laughs> I love you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can only see your eyes through those things. It's weird. <laughs> okay. So anyway, mm. hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bustles and Bangers. I can't believe I get to co-host Bustles and Bangers. Whatever. With your hosts, Rachel and Christopher Danger. And this is the Nasty, Filthy, Smutty, Sexy podcast where we read romance novels as cheesy or filthy as they may be. Or dry, because that happens. Or wet, because that happens. We're here to tickle your funny bone. <laughs> your, fancy, your, your fancy and your funny bone. Yeah, so, uh, so we just kind of rip them apart, get into them, get mad about them, get sexy with it. You know, whatever. So... In this installment, we are reading the second part of Hearts Surrender by Kathleen Morgan. Now, one of the characters in here is actually named Morgan or like Morrigan, Morrigan, Morgan. And I'm like, okay, that's a little like conceited. Right. <laughs> yes, he has a cat penis. So uh, if you're just jumping on, which would be weird, you should probably start at the beginning. But it's cool. We like weird. So uh, this is a, about a different planet, not Earth. And there are cat people and people called Bellatorians that come from another place, I guess. And like everybody... Normal, like human people-ish. Yeah, sort so of. Far as far, gathered, Yeah, right? if you look at the front cover of this lenticular 90s looking cover <clears throat> um anyway yeah so the people are relative the bellatorians are relatively normal cat people are relatively normal except they have some cat claws like and a mane and some features about the nose and stuff and they're more agile and they have superpowers yes and curved penises <laughs> nobody described it yet oh <laughs> mm. So um, at this point, what has happened is the cat people are all living happily on this planet. And the Bellatorians come 
of course, you know, to ransack it for its yeah. goods and so burned everybody. Long, we're gonna yeah, you're living life it. good. Let's fuck it up. So they come in and they burn all of everybody and their people and the cats. People have to like go find a new home. And on their way to do that, they run into, well, the leader of the cat people runs into some Bellatorian females who were put out on this planet as like a, what do you call it? The party that comes out to kind of check things out first. Yeah, exploration. Yeah, party. something like that. Yeah. Um, and surprise, like, I guess they were only able and fit and taught enough to fight another woman of their exact same caliber because they have no power over these cat people. You know, there was a stupid bunch of women to They're send like, out on it. Oh, no. We're oops. Don't put your cat penis <clears throat> So, <laughs> ow. Um, they get captured. Of course. And basically the whole deal is he wants to integrate them into society forcefully but also he wants them to come to terms with it where they enjoy it later we want you to be here against your will happily and be happy yeah and then they're gonna breed with them and make cat oh. people bellatorians and you know what i think is stupid in this whole thing no why one's wouldn't it be bellatorian cat people? whatever because the cat people won they're over the bellatorian women uh, that are anyway listen okay. the thing that's stupid is they keep talking about repopulating but no one's ever talking about i wonder if it would fix things if we had mixed babies, because then there's a unity. Okay. Nobody mentions that. Stupid. That would be a perfect reason to like. So they're like <coughs> tomorrow people. Tomorrow people. Well, they were already tomorrow people. Now they're tomorrow, day after tomorrow people. <laughs> All right. So we are on chapter five, <laughs> and I am drinking a slushy alcohol drink, and I don't know how How's I feel about taste? it. It's do you want to switch and see how, how maybe it is? maybe anyway? Oh, I want to try yours. All right, do that switch. Let's swap. <clears throat> Brandar arrived two hours later. His pack laden with bandages, herbal poultices, additional healing powders, and a strong narcotic oh. to ease Noreen's pain. Mm-hmm. Remember, they got into some sort of situation, and one of them's hurt, and they're laid up in a cave, and they're trying to get to their lair. But it's difficult because there are Bellatorian like the warrior scouts flying overhead. Yeah. <clears throat> so Bellatorians can fly. They're in like a spaceship or something. Oh. Um, the narcotic was gratefully swallowed. The herbal poultices were soaked in water, warmed on the small campfire, and laid directly on the wounds to draw out infection and any foreign objects. The earlier cleansing hadn't removed. The fresh bandages were applied. Rissa attempted a nourishing broth from some dried meat sticks, seasoning, and water heated over the campfire, but even the ever-considerate Noreen couldn't hide his distaste for the noxious brew. Morrigan, noting his friend's pained expression as he tried to force himself to drink it all down, grabbed the cup from him and tasted it himself. By the three moons, he sputtered, spewing out the mouthful of broth in outrage. What did you do to this? Are you trying to poison him? Poison him? Rissa cried. She shot Noreen an uncertain look. Was it really that bad? I'm afraid so, Femina. But I'm sure you'll get better with practice. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Why do cat people need to cook their food? I don't know, because they're half people. Because yeah. they're half persons. Per- person? Yeah. Hey, so am I having a weird feeling? Did we already do the second installment, or is this really the long... No. Did I, I go ahead of myself? Okay, stop. Okay, I was like, damn, no way. Okay. Dang, that's a lot. <coughs> Dude, you have no idea. This oh is a fat pussy book. <laughs> Dude, strap the fuck in. Yeah. This shit is strap be in and strap on. Hold on, try that. Oh. You might want to switch. I don't know. Oh, no, that's... Oh, no. Mine's way worse. No, 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 no. <gasps> They're color-changing straws. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was like drinking sunscreen. It's pretty bad. We can just share this one. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm All right. Anyway, so moving on. Oh, my God. That is not going to be good. Doubling, double fisting that. Yeah. Uh-uh, don't do that again. You're so brave. I didn't like it. Well, neither did they. They didn't like the soup. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The soup is great. No soup for you. So... <sighs> Well, if you're so displeased with me, 
Rissa countered. Why not just let me go? Surely a woman as stupid and unskilled as I isn't worthy of mating with one of your precious catmen, much less bearing a cat child. Right. Think how slow and ignorant any offspring of mine would be having a mother like me. Well, uh, just because you can't cook doesn't mean we can't cook, girl. Well, my great and glorious lord, what do you have to say now? He has to say Puts that... Puts hand on forehead. <laughs> out dick. Mm. Get on your knees, girl. There's hope a good dose of cat's blood would improve the limited intelligence of any offspring of yours, he snarled. It's worth a try at any rate. He took her by the arm and turned her back toward the packs. There are additional meat sticks, journey bread, and dried food in the packs. See if you can manage to find them and lay them out for our supper. No cooking or additional preparation is required. Oh, supper. Supper. Oh, we have to sip for supper. Sip for supper. I didn't even highlight it. I missed it. Mmm. Good catch. I missed that one and I didn't do it. So if anybody's jumping on, we have a bustles and bangers drinking game. You can sip, shot, or smoke. When you hear the word supper. Speaking of smoke, we seen a car on fire. Oh, my God. The second car on fire this year. And the other day when we were driving, we saw a guy dressed up like as a big foam mascot type Mario, all yellow and orange, like he had the fire skill or whatever. And I had his actual dog on the front of his little motorcycle. We've been seeing some weird shit. This town's weird. Yeah. I love it. Everybody should check out our social media and share the weird shit you've seen or share some funny, nasty little memes. We love that. So if you're interested in checking us out, find us at www.bustlesandbangers.com or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Bustles and Bangers. If you want to see a little bit more of us, you can find us on like Instagram or TikTok at GypsyDanger317 or Christo, the number four, Danger. And we have some other spicy content that if you DM us on our less spicy content, we'll tell you where to find it. So anyway, <clears throat> moving on. <sighs> oh, wait, what's she talking about? Why don't you just get them yourself? Oh, because the stuff he just told her to take out of the backpack. So anyway, they're going back and forth, right? Why don't you just get it yourself? And he scowled and blah, blah, blah. He's thinking in his head how catmen never strike their females. The few that ever did were severely punished, their mates given to another, and now that females in their scarcity were an even more precious resource, no one could dare be permitted to harm one, even one such as Rissa, who dearly needed a lesson in respect, not to mention obedience. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you refuse to help prepare the meal, you can just do without it. Fine, she hissed. <laughs> She's already turning into a cat person. Herself. Yeah, they've said some things about her as a feline type of woman or whatever. Um, who's he talking to? Brandar? Riss is proud. You insulted her one too many times. When will you learn to go gently with her? She's a female after all. They respond best to honeyed words and compliments, not criticisms. I haven't the time for such things, Morrigan muttered. Still, you were in the wrong here. She was trying to help. The intent matters more than the results. Morgan shoved a hand through his mane. What do you suggest I do to ease those prickly feelings of hers? Why not offer her a bath instead? The hot springs down below the cave looked quite appealing, and females love to bathe. No, it wouldn't be safe, nor not with other astral atrol atroxes. Oh my god. <laughs> Atroxes. Atroxes, possibly out there. I wasn't advising you to let her go alone. Oh. <laughs> she'll uh, wait, wait. She'll never agree to it. She's not going to bathe naked in front of me. You don't have to watch everything she does. Nor do I want to, his friend growled. He added the chopped up meat sticks and a chunk of rehydrated food to Noreen's platter. It's not as if I would find any particular pleasure viewing her nudity. When it comes to sheer animal attractiveness, she can never hope to compare to even the plainest cat woman. Oh, that's a, uh, is that an insult? Why do they call them cat women? Why wouldn't they have a whole other name for their species? They would not call themselves cat people, cat women, cat men. That's ridiculous. You'd be like, we're the philinotropes. It's, it's obvious that this book was written after this war took place. Philinotropes. Kathleen was probably a made it up. She made it up. So she was just telling them. <laughs> this whole book people. is fake. <laughs> She's 
So the only problem that remains is convincing Rissa she's totally safe in your hands. Okay, so he's saying, of course, she's no danger from him. You know, he's trying to get her back to the lair. He's trying to do his procreative duty. That's it, right? Which is... Fucker. 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 Fucker before supper. (laughs) (laughs) He has a time limit. (laughs) So, um, he... Do they... Is she going to end up with like eight babies? Dude, I don't know. Like six at least. I think we mentioned it. But yeah. So they're going back and forth about how there's no way he finds her attractive. But he he is is remembering the heated response to her recently. And he does want her. And she wants him. And the fire that had blazed between them was both unexpected and intensely disturbing. Morrigan had never thought it possible to desire a female of another species, especially a female of the enemy. Mm. Yet when he recalled the exciting sensations, the feel of Rissa's soft hand against his mouth had stirred. Even now, he could almost smell the sweet essence of her her taste the heady flavor of her skin morgan swallowed a savage curse this wasn't at all what he'd intended to remember such recollections were best forgotten rissa must remain as she'd been intended an object to be used in the ongoing quest to ensure his people's survival an object a bellatorian object but then why are you trying to integrate him to society and make him like you just rape him then I mean, whoa, don't. Whoa, they say whoa. that in here. They say that in there. There's this whole look. I'm sorry, but everybody who is listening to this needs to know that most of these fucking books, these women are writing, are getting hot off and talking about, but they might rape us. Oh, no. But now then they suddenly fall in love with them and it's okay and consensual. But then right after they get married, then the guy's an abusive uh, yeah, piece the, of trash. The girl's like. You used to try and rape me all the time. Now <laughs> we're just sitting here not doing anything. Now you and won't even little, take me to the movies. Yeah, you fat fuck just watching cops sitting around not doing shit. Yeah, that's something I've mentioned in some of the other books too. Oh, and let me just backtrack real quick. Like, this is not the podcast for you if you have any triggers because I'm not going to stay across the line. I'm going to cross it. I'm going to step over. Where, where, where the line crossers? We're the line crossers and the check walkers. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? They write about our escapades in the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. So, these books are very confusing because also I've said before, it's interesting because you're never going to know if they're successful after they get together. Every one of these fucking romance novels is where they are ragging on each other they hate each other it's the ugliest bitch he's ever seen but somehow he loves her and then he's rude ugly but she has a huge booty but then they love them and then they're like but i don't know if this will ever work you're so fucking crazy but your vagina is so slippery it's so ridiculous so anyway don't you dare come after me for what i've said because kathleen has that word that i said in here somewhere i probably just skipped over it on the last episode kathleen what do we need to sit down and ask if you're okay? Boo on you, Kathleen. Anyway, <laughs> I don't promote anything that hurts anyone ever. You better stop. But I also am like, let people do what they want to do as long as it's not hurting anyone. Consent is the most important thing in the world. Yeah, okay. Consent. All right, where are we? Emma, about the top of the building. As he... As he drew up before Rissa and squatted before her, another cutting remark rose to his lips. He squelched it with the greatest of efforts. What do you want now? Thought up some fresh insults to hurl at me, have you? No, my remarks were uncalled for. You were trying to help. Noreen most bluntly pointed that out to me. And so blah, blah, blah. They go back talking. So... I guess they're trying to like doctor him up again. Oh, he mentions, let's go take a bath. And he's like, I'm going to come guard you. And she's like, how close are you going to be watching? If you'd like, I'll turn my back while you disrobe and enter the water as well as when you leave it. But the rest of the time I'll have my eyes on you. And if you think to grab a stone while my back's turn and attack me with it, give up that idea right now. If you haven't, if you haven't figured it out by now, my hearing and reflexes are far too quick for you to get away with anything that aggressive. Mm. So, don't even think about it. I think you're flexing, my dude. I don't think you got none of that. Well, it says he... I hope she grabs a rock and smacks him on the fucking head with it. Um, she might. He'd never seen a female disrobe so quickly in less than a minute. 
Rissa had her boots, jacket, and breeches, which is another a sip. Minute. Yeah, less than a minute. I can disrobe in 10 fucking seconds. <laughs> Maybe cat people just take their time. All right, so if you hear breeches. She's not a cat person. In a book, it's a sip for the Bustles and Bangers drinking club. Uh, everybody out there, be responsible. Briefly, Morrigan speculated on whether she'd worn anything beneath that blue-green garment of hers. As he watched her cavort like some sleek white sea creature in the bubbling, steaming waters, the early rays of the rising sun setting her aglow. Though initially wary of him and careful to keep all but her head and neck submerged as time went on and the warm waters relaxed, Orissa became more playful. She was carefree, delightful, laughing in girlish abandon as she swam as close to him as she dared, then turned and sped away. Morgan grimaced and shook his head. Rissa was the most unpredictable, disconcerting female he'd ever met. One moment she was defiant, sharp-tongued she-cat. The next, a sensuous, exquisitely desirable woman. And the next, a teasing, mischievous little girl. And he suddenly wasn't so sure he'd ever know how to handle her. Hmm. The thought angered him. Mm. With a frown, Morrigan tossed the container of cleansing sand to Rissa. It sank beneath the water, then bobbed to the surface. Time to finish your bath. We can't linger here. Will you please turn while I complete my bath? No, just finish and be done with it. You're in no danger from me out here. I'd be a fool to take you now with the troxes roaming about. She hated him. He angered her, confused her, frustrated her, and he thought her too shy to bear her body to him. He thought her foolish to imagine he was so less crazy he'd risk their lives for a quick and sordid mating. He thought he had her cowed. He thought wrong. Rissa grabbed the container of cleansing sand. In two quick strides, she moved toward him until her torso was bared. Then, with a defiant lift of her chin and toss of her long hair, she opened the container, scooped out a generous amount of cleansing sand, and began to lather her breasts and belly. Morgan watched every muscle in his body going taut and rigid. One hand moved to fist upon his thigh. The other gripped the side of a tree whose branches hung over the spring. honestly like when they said that it sounded really good and i wanted to know where to buy some yeah, where can we get some? you have to go to the fucking cat plant. i know please put the recipe in the back of this book what is it, <laughs> it sounded so nice all right, um, and the longer he watched, the farther his claws unsheathed, digging into his hand and the bark of the tree. The barely leashed tension emanating from the catman wasn't lost on Rissa. She saw the hunger glitter in his eyes, sensed the smoldering emotions, felt his desire. His excitement stirred something equally fevered in her, something that both attracted and frightened her. Mm-hmm. But she refused to back down, refused to let him control or intimidate her, even in this most basic of ways. Rissa had seen the impact of a beautiful woman on a man time and again, and though she'd never had any inclination to use it, she suddenly wanted, needed to see what effect her own feminine attributes would have upon the cat man. It was wrong, unfair, and dangerous, but Rissa no longer cared. She was tired of Morgan having all the power, all the control, just once. She wanted to control him, if only for a few brief moments, bathing naked in the spring. The consequences be damned. Just once, she wanted to torment him the way he tormented her. Mm. Haven't they been walking for like 12 hours? Well, yeah, they're finally in a cave now, and they've been attacked, and there's an injured one, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, Oh. let me tell you about this. She arched back her head, unabashedly revealing in the spray of warm water misting her face and body the slick sensation of the cleansing sand as it lathered into a rich foam and the cool caress of the pre-dawn breeze that tingled across her skin and tightened her pink nipples to taut little buds and revealed as well in the heated glance of Morgan raking her body searing her flesh again and again there was no mistaking the heated intent in his green gold eyes as he gazed as 
his gaze dipped past her flat belly to the golden thatch of her woman's mound. Mound. We haven't heard anything like that in a is long time. Boost? It is. It's that little, it's our little like fat, little mm-hmm. muscle, little fatty thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's so sweet. Yeah, but how dare her have a flat belly? <laughs> she must be young. Whatever. Anyway, she proceeded to soap herself there and spread the foaming lather down her thighs and around to her buttocks. He glistened now with a fine sheen, but whether from sweat or from the warm mist of the hot springs, Rissa didn't know, and the sudden tautness to his loincloth at the juncture of his thighs was but further evidence of the effect she was having on him. He's got a little boner. Yeah. So I feel like we need to add to the bustles and bangers drinking game when they have silly little words like mound or things like that. So sip it. Sip it real good. All right, so where are we? It tastes like the movie theaters. Like I should be at the movie theaters. Do you think they miss? Oh, do you think they mix the alcohol up good enough in here? There's five shots. Man, I need a napkin. You know, last time we came in here to record, people knew that we needed tissues of some sort in here, and now they're gone. I'm not using the elephant. Don't even think about it. The mammoth, sorry, excuse me. Um, okay, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so he realizes what she's doing and he gets mad. Mm-hmm. Now she's feeling a little bit shamed. She's like, maybe I was a bit of a bitch or maybe I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how you get shame from that. Anyway, I'm finished with my bath. If you please turn around, I'd like to get out and dress now. Did you hear what I said? Yes, I heard. Finished with your little game, are you? I don't know what you're talking about. Finish your little game, huh? Making me making me look at you in all <laughs> sorts of ways. I only wish to bathe. You and I both know what you intended to do, and you succeeded, didn't you? You're quite an accomplished seductress, aren't you? I thought your youth precluded any prior experience, but I find I was wrong. You've lain with other males, haven't you? He cocked a dark brow, his mouth twisting in disgust. Perhaps that was why you and the other females were so intent on reaching premisades, 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 I don't know what it is. There were plenty of imperials to be made in that male-dominated Bellatorian fortress, weren't there? Plenty of money from female-starved men. So anyway, she gets offended because he's being an asshole. She storms out or something or they get back or whatever and Noreen the one that's hurt and she's kind of buddying up to him immediately knew something was wrong. And he's like, Rissa, Femina, what's wrong? Femina. 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 What has he done to you this time? He's the most despicable heart. Oh, I read that. (laughs) Hard dickest guy I've ever met. (laughs) He's the most despicable, hard hearted man I've ever had the misfortune to know. She really wanted to say hard. She swiped the moisture from her face, her recollection of their battle at the spring, sending a fresh surge of anger to dry up her tears. He he accused me of being an an alley walker. Mm-hmm. An he did alley say it. Walker. Mm-hmm. He, he what? Said, You're a hoe. You're a hoe. <laughs> Do you still have your maidenhood? Narina Narina asks her. She goes, What well, I well i mean no but not that it's any of your business but yes i do what does that have to do with this he said then you didn't drive morgan past the limits of his control he'd have had you on the ground and been rutting between your legs if you'd truly driven him over the edge see i think you just angered him to the point at which he had to strike back at you and since he couldn't rape or beat you Words were all he had left. All he if, had look, left. Look, the words are supposed to come first. If you can't rape them or beat them, you eat them. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> uh, this is insane. Yeah, I really feel like people crazy. don't think before they write this stuff. And I don't think once they write it, they go back and rethink it. And I don't think that they get a group of other She's people. She's never thought of this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote it. She shit. She wrote this while she was shit, and then that was it. No, she she was she was laid up with an injury talking to her fucking cat. Oh, I love you, Mister. I love Whiskers. you. Well, his name was his name was Morgan. Morgan. Her name's Kathleen Morgan, and she named her cat Morgan. 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 Yeah, the female cat's cat probably Katie. Cat Kathy. My cat kept calling me Femina. <laughs> She's losing her mind. <laughs> like the misery movie, like just fucking crazy trapped in the house. All right. So 
he said, haven't you figured it all out yet? Have we laid one hand on you since you've been captured? Save for this, except, yeah, they keep saying save and I hate it. Save for the sometimes necessary expediency of binding and gagging you. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes it slaps <laughs> and chokes me. Too. <laughs> We're not slavering savages out raping and pillaging at every opportunity. We're but simple beings, <laughs> albeit a we bit only different. We pillage on Thursdays. <laughs> That's only when the boys are in town. When the boys come rolling through. It's the women out there doing that shit. Anyway, so skip a few pages. There's some drama. She shook her head. No, I won't do it, Noreen. I'm sorry he's lost so much. And I'm sorry such a tragedy has befallen your people. But I can't and won't get involved with Morgan. I am sorry, but I just won't. Chapter six, Morgan returned 10 hours later. Having sweating, sent, his arm hurt. <laughs> having sent Brandar in to rest while he stood guard at the mouth of the cave. Throughout the day, the weather had gradually changed, the wind commencing to Brandar, blow. Brandar, you're going to stand watch while I go see this cave's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anybody come up here. <laughs> Comes back 10 hours later. Well, so anyway, it's getting cold now. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And Riss is up there asking for fire. He says no because the Atroxes will see it. And she's like, you're ridiculous. And he's like, you need to just go do something else to get warm. Oh, um, I think I see where this is going. Uh, well, he says there's extra clothes. Oh. And <laughs> and they're going to try to warm up Noreen as well. Well, oh. we have another sip opportunity. You ready to know why? She followed him back down the tunnel into the cave. The light of the perpetual flame box, Morgan Drek. In the light of the perpetual flame box, Morgan dragged over two large packs and began pulling out Domare hide tunics and breeches from the first of the packs. He tossed the small set over to her. Rissa fingered the leather shirt. It was soft, tanned to a smooth, pliable texture that felt like Serica cloth, but was much thicker and sturdier. A pale beige in color, the tunic was long-sleeved and ample in length. Its neckline was scooped slightly, the front laced with leather thongs halfway down the front. A few bits of beadwork decorated the upper chest area, but other than that, the garment was simply made. The breeches were equally soft and pliable, fitted with a drawstring waist and undecorated. What are you doing? Hey, did the mammoth consent, Christopher? Did the little mammoth stuffy consent? <laughs> Let her go! That's kind of like what my bush looks like, right? <laughs> it's so soft, though. I wish ladies really felt that soft. I wish our pubic hair <laughs> was really this soft. You know how fucking nice that would be? Is there a perm out there for pubes that can Probably. make it extra soft like that? You should have to use a conditioner. I, uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> all right. For whatever my breed is, doesn't fucking work. I'm meant to be in this cave with the cat people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So still playing that game, are you? I'd have thought after the spring you'd have lost all your modesty around me. I doubt you believe this, but I've never done that kind of thing before. I've never even bared my body to a man's view, much less flaunted it like I did at the spring. And I'm not, nor ever have been, an alley walker. (coughs) Better not call me an alley walker. My body seemed the only weapon I had left. Weapons can be turned against you, Femina. Don't ever forget that. And you'd be wise to cease your fight against me. I am the one in control here and intend to remain that way, but I'm not a cruel person. If you'll permit me the chance, just don't ever flaunt yourself before me like that again. Understood? Understood. That's what I send to my boss when I'm pissed or like when I send to people who are annoying me. (laughs) Understood. All right. Oh, there's another drink. Oh! Skip down. The breaches were considerably more difficult, especially when Rissa insisted on averting her gaze for the entire process of pulling the breeches up dude. past his knees to his waist. Morgan and Noreen exchanged amused looks at her embarrassed attempts to respect Noreen's modesty after his loincloth was discarded to ease the donning of his breeches. All right, so this is like a whole shot we got to take for breeches to be three times in one fucking paragraph. This woman is like just getting off and she's like, oh my God, breeches, breeches. Fuck me. Show me your breeches. Fuck me, my breeches. (laughs) Fuck the breeches off me. God. 
<laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Take off my breeches. Oh, what do your breeches feel like when they're on the ground? It makes me think of like really baggy pajama pants. Um, like the men from the 1800s, like their underwear, bre- like their flowy white pants. Something, yeah. something like that. I don't know. <clears throat> rather, wh- rather, that's not a word. Whether Rissa realized it yet, she would be his and his alone. He watched her surreptitious, 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 what the fuck? Surreptitiously. Nope, that's not right either. Fuck all that bullshit. S-U-R-R-E-P-T-I-T-I-O-U-S-L-Y. As she wore, <laughs> as she, <laughs> as she worked to settle Noreen down once more and tuck the blankets and additional fur cloak <laughs> Morrigan had extracted from the second pack, snugly, her long blonde hair shining like silver in the flickering light of the perpetual flame box, fell like some luminous veil down her shoulders and back. Her slender body, outlined by the smooth sheen of the Domer hide clothing, was supple and pleasingly rounded, and her delicately shaped face, high cheekbones and full pink lips glowed with a soft radiance. She was no cat woman. What? (laughs) What? She was too softly formed, her eyes too round, her face too oval, and her looks and body more gently sculpted than the lithe, exotic feline sensuality of their own kind. Yet, inexplicably, Morgan Morgan found her appealing. He found her appealing. So, something most of the Catwomen truly proved to be infertile. Okay, so down a ways we find out that as history would have it, feline women aren't very big producers of children, so they kind of have to take these other alien women because the other women are not producing babies fast enough or in abundance enough to repopulate fast enough oh, because they got killed so fast. <clears throat> yeah so Maybe many of them all as powerful as they thought they are i know and but they have cloaking abilities their superpowers invisibility and mind reading and y'all still couldn't survive idiots you could you could tell they were coming with mind reading yeah i i would have said you could turn invisible to make sure they didn't see you i would have still died i would have said i don't want to have babies with your inferior species yeah dude you are some punk asses without the warmth of a fire tonight it was imperative they all sleep close to one another no so, anyway, they paired Brandar and Noreen up, and Morgan takes her to bed. Her throat dry, her heartbeat accelerate, accelerating? Accelerating. 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 Rissa placed her hand in his and allowed him to pull her to her feet. She opened her mouth to ask Morgan what he wanted, then thought better of it. Mm. All right, something about, I wrote a note. She doesn't fuss, so Noreen can rest. I don't know. But the power Morgan held over her emotions was something else altogether. When he looked down at her, his green gold eyes glinting dangerously from beneath dark, straight brows, it was all she could do to overcome the strange, aching feeling that welled deep within her belly. Mm. Mm, Somebody's getting horny. All right, so. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) What is that feeling? What is that? Perhaps she hated him most. (laughs) Why does my pussy feel so tight? That's what happens. We get all swolled up. Mm. Mm. I do like that. I do like it too. I like when it's a little achy and then you come and enter me and it relieves it, but like in a weird way. (laughs) 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 Like, oh, yeah. All right. You are mine, Femina. It wouldn't be acceptable for you. You are mine, Femina. Yes, for you to sleep with another male, however innocently. We don't normally share our mates. Anyway, at some point she thinks like, okay, well, at least they don't share their mates. Lame. Boring. I'm trying to bang two cat people. (laughs) She didn't want to have to. She didn't want to get passed around. Passed around. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she's getting ready for bed, right? And she says, one minute, please. And she braids her hair in one braid to go to bed. Okay. And it makes him think of his wife. Apparently she used to do that. Oh. So he's getting all again. I like single braids. And he has to give her one of his wife's sleep clothing. Uh Uh-oh. Which if you're a cat person, why are you covering up at all? Yeah, why are you on clothes? Yeah. 
he's uh he gets in close to her so they can get warm and she's all f- kind of freaking out but he's like don't worry i just want to sleep and he's making biscuits on the <laughs> I wish we <laughs> he lay there beside her so close she could feel each breath he took his hard chest rhythmically rising and falling against her his muscular thighs pressed along the backs of her legs his groin cupped the rounded fullness of her buttocks it was too much too intimate for a maiden unversed in the ways of men mm. you mean it was too exciting too exciting you mm-hmm. on your butt yeah um she finally goes to sleep She's comfortable enough. The purring will really put you to sleep, I bet. Especially in a cat person. Because did you know cats purring actually have a healing effect? Like if a cat lays on your belly and purrs and you had a tummy ache, it's going to make it feel better. So like he's like a whole health heating pad. Yeah. Like a home health cat. (laughs) That's pretty good. I like it. All right. Oh, his heart beat faster. The blood surged through his body, hot and life-sustaining, pooling in his loins. His sex swelled, thickened. Morgan bit back an anguished groan. He didn't need this. Actually despised his response. It was torment of the coolest kind, yet still the blood coursed down to fill his manhood until he throbbed with each beat of his heart. Co- could she feel him press so tightly as he was to her backside? Let her sleep, he prayed. He couldn't deal with her outrage now. Not now, not on top of the crazed whirl of emotions She's and needs really already pounding through him. <laughs> it's going to poke all the way through those loincloths. Oh, She's going to be so bad. So they snuggle in and they both get to sleep. And Brandar and Noreen are talking, and one of them says, it was past time Morgan stake his claim to her. She's a fiery one. There'd have been problems in the lair if he'd brought her back untamed. Mm. Mm. Oh, and then Noreen snaps back, and you think her tamed, do you? On the contrary, Rissa is far from submitting her will to Morgan, but Morgan knows that. He's no fool. No, the only fool in this whole game of hearts is me. This is Noreen talking. He thought bitterly, his fever burning within him like tongues of fire. Okay, so he's just thinking this. I chose Rissa for Morrigan, all but forced her on him, and now I find I regret that act. Find I resent my best friend as well. Fool that I was. I gave him the female I now realize I desire more than life itself. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <clears throat> yeah, all right, Noreen. Well, so chapter seven, Morgan woke early the next morning to find himself flat on his back and she's like sprawled out on top of him. So he like tries to like scooch away without making her notice. And of course, they're all thinking about their bodies are touching and his dick is hard. And Anyway, she wakes up as he's trying to get out of her and she's all freaking out. What do you think you're doing? He's like, "Um, excuse me, but you were all wantingly over me. And she was like, are you kidding? And he's like, my God, I hate you. So... That's what that was about. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, but anyway, he kind of, I guess, like, I don't know, storms off or goes out to watch the cave. Because I think that they're waiting on people to show up, um, like some other people from the cat people. And uh, cat people. Yeah, people. so she, like, starts feeling for him. So she's like, you should come back in where it's warm. Anyway, so they start talking. They start getting to know each other. And then she's like, hold me. Mm-hmm. It snowed heavily throughout the rest of the day. So for the next two days, Rissa and the three catmen remained within the cave. Mm-hmm. By noon of the third day, the weather broke. Um, I guess he decides to go out and, and see if there's any atroxes. Um, and they're like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, I got to. <laughs> I got to. I got to. Um, let's see, where do we go? Noreen, what's wrong? Nothing. My wounds momentarily pain me. I guess he and her are talking now that they've got some time alone. And I think that she actually starts to worry about him. And then she's about, uh, Morgan. And then she even starts to to worry about, uh, Noreen because like, if he can't get healthy and they need to go, like, I guess she feels like something that Morgan said is like that they'd kill him. Mm. You know, like if you're going to slow us down, then we'd rather just get rid of you. Will you find my lip gloss in there? Thank you. Um, 
She says, I begin to think there isn't any answer that's fair to all. Someone I fear will suffer no matter what the cat people do. He said, I'm afraid so, Femina, and though I greatly regret it, I fear you'll be one of those, too. A low whistle cut him short. Noreen shoved himself to his elbows, his glance swinging to the tunnel that led to the outside. Rissa recognized the look and froze. What? What's happening, Noreen? Brandar just signaled me someone's coming. Well, it c- could it be Morgan? No, it's a group of five or six. He placed a finger against her lips. Quiet now. The Troxes have hearing nearly as acute as Catton. Mm. As much as Rissa hated being the captive of the Catmen, falling into the Atrox's hand would be even worse. They were notoriously brutal to their captives, even if a ransom was involved, and the ones they chose to kill supposedly suffered horribly before they were finally permitted to die. So, you know, she knows she's got it better than it could be, I guess. But who do you think it's going to be coming up? Who do you think it is? Man, it can only be the cat people, the Bellatorians, or the Atroxes, or Morrigan. Who? It's the Bellatorians. Okay. Time dragged on, the minutes eased into a quarter hour and then a half. Yet, try as she might, Rissa couldn't hear or see anything out of the ordinary. Nothing moved out there. Not a bird in the sky, a stray breeze, or an unsuspecting animal. The tension built, twisting her tautly strung nerves until she thought her sanity would shred. Fear for all of them vibrated through her. Yet, surprisingly enough, her fear for Morgan was greatest. If he suspected they were in danger, he'd step between the threat and them, sacrificing himself. Rissa knew that with a certainty deep and sure. Shame, then self-disgust filled her. Was she so desperate for love since her mother's death? Mm. Which is another reason to take a shot. Bustles and Makers Drinking Game likes to take a shot every time they mention a parent being dead. Because they love that shit in these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's so they can get it on without any kind of... Yeah, like, my parents aren't around, it's okay. Yeah, But anyway, she, they, she keeps going on in her head and her head. Someone's coming, Brandar hissed. So they all duck down, duck down. Lasan Brandar breathed in relief. He sprang up, grabbed the extra blasters, and ran out of the cave. It's Lasan and the others, isn't it? Yes, they brought poles to make a litter for you, and hopefully some additional food if the size of the packs they carry is any indication. Yo, I got a pole right here that'll make uh, a litter for you too, son. Ah, <laughs> nice. Anyway, so it's their people. <clears throat> um... So everybody's coming in. All these people are coming in, and Rissa runs, turns around, and, and, and is met face to face with an unfamiliar Catman. And he's tall, and he's massively built. His hair reddish brown, and his eyes black. He appeared to be very her suit of face and body. What little she could see of it beneath his own leather garments. His mouth was thin and twisted into what seemed a permanent sneer. Rissa didn't like him. I don't like him. One of the Bellatorian females, I presume. A pretty morsel for an alien. She's also Morrigan's Craddock, Noreen growled. Uh, so this guy's name is... I can't find it. Fuck him. Who cares? Anyway, I guess Noreen stuck up for her because the guy was being a dick. So they're all buddying up some more. Some woman, cat woman, a cat lady, a cat female is coming in and she's kind of being harsh. Like, let me see. And she like pushes Rissa away. Um, Her name is Agna. She's about 35 years old. Cycles old, excuse me. Though not exactly pretty, the healer was still striking with her pale blue eyes and thick mane of lightly gray streaked black hair. That's how that's how I hope to be described. Mm -hmm. That's the cat person I want to be. This is my character. Okay, more drama, but I didn't do anything to highlight what the drama is, so it must be lame. All right. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it's just like inner drama about that woman and how she treated Rissa, and now Rissa's feeling like maybe she wished she gained had gained some authority there. Like she didn't yeah. like that she was feeling. Anyway, so we're on chapter eight, and I skipped a lot. The cat woman raised a mocking brown. Indeed, she has to learn. She has a lot to learn, or you'll soon be forced to beg at other cook fires. Okay, so. Somebody was talking to the Agna person. I guess somebody told Rissa to, to cook up and somebody said, uh, maybe she could use some help with that. So another offensive opportunity, uh, another opportunity to offend her. 
They left the next evening as dusk washed the plains and foothills in soft shades of mauve and violet. Brandar led out scouting the way several hundred meters ahead, followed by Morgan and Rissa. The two litter bearers carrying Noreen came next, Agna, Lisan, Craddock, and the additional catman bringing up the rear. The small band traveled through the night until the trail into the Serratus Mountains became too treacherous, even for Catman's sure-footed agility and acute acute night vision a few hours before dawn they made camp in a rocky gorge <clears throat> all right so uh riss is exhausted she goes to sleep um but all of a sudden in the middle of the night this is what the the bellatorian people flying overhead are 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 driving flying they're called skim crafts skim crafts all right. hush femina skim crafts ahead <laughs> Are they like made out of like skin looking stuff? I don't know. It's super weird. Um, this whole book is corny. Yeah. So she starts <laughs> thinking of, is this her moment to escape? Yeah. Oh, it's time to leave. Is this her moment to escape? But then she starts thinking. Well, how am I going to get that cat drink from out here? She starts thinking that if she tries to escape now, there would surely be a fight. And the cat men and cat people are outnumbered because the people flying overhead would be like better equipped and stuff like that. And she doesn't want anyone to get hurt. So she is starting to kind of develop some feelings there. So she decides not to escape. Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. All right. So she's changed her mind. Uh, Yeah, she changed her mind when she saw that cat being a big boner behind that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She said, I was awake last night and I felt it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so anyway, later on. I think that Morgan actually thanks her for not leaving. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I know you were going to leave. Because he can read her mind. Well, I think he didn't even try or need to, but like just the tension in her body and the, and, and you know, you know, like, hey, this is an op- awesome opportunity for her to try to jet out, but she didn't. So he starts talking about how bad off their, their cat females are. And it says, we've only 50 females left. Only three have conceived and hope to bear cat children whom we pray will be delivered safely in the next few months. Our fear is that the others are permanently sterile. So for some reason, oh, because they said pray, I said we need a drink because we put it on the drinking game that religious uh, connotations are a drinkable offense. Drinkable offense. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's see if we're almost done. How much time do we have? Where Mm. am I at? I don't know. The cat lord watched her go, his smile slowly fading. Gods, what a she-cat he'd taken for his mate. She would indeed fight him every step of the way, yet the prize Morgan now realized might be well worth the effort. Well worth it indeed. So it's because she was like, all right, I'm with you. When the sun set through the mountains once more into the deepening shadows, they set out again. This time, however, Rissa's hands were loosely bound before her and her eyes were covered they were within two days journey of the secret layer morgan explained for the layer's protection she as had all the other captured women had to be prevented from discovering the route though escape was all but impossible the catman intended to take no chances so she can't see this whole time she can't see where they're going so even if she tried to escape she doesn't even know where to go by midnight of the second day, they neared the lair. She sensed it by the sudden downward angle of their descent and the whispered, excited comments that grew louder with each passing moment. The soft cries and sound of running feet came from below. Please, oh, anxious anticipation shivered through Arissa, shifted restlessly in Morgan's arms. Please let me down. Let me enter your lair with some bit of dignity. I am, after all, supposed to be your mate. So he kind of gets a glimmer in his eyes and he's like, you know, telling her, follow my lead when we get in there because it's going to be kind of crazy. And I still haven't technically like marked you yet. <laughs> I love it when you mark me. Uh, and so uh, let's see. And he's like, you know, because if they can smell on you that you're not mated yet, then they might want to mate with you instead. <clears throat> Uh, she starts kind of freaking out and she's like, you never explained that to me before. And he's like, and she's like, do you know how much I hate you? Do you know how angry you make me and your customs? Gods, they grow more horrible, more disgusting with each passing day. She knows she loves it. Mm. Chapter nine. It was like something out of a dream or drug induced fantasy. There were eerie shadows and shapes of the jagged volcanic rocks jutting out at grotesque angles from the sturdy sides of the mountain, the glittering glassy bits of obsidian that speckled the duller, more porous lava spoon rocks gleamed lustrous in the bright moonlight. The rough tread ran beneath Rissa's feet, strange that she hadn't realized its significance before. Morgan had been right to blindfold her. There were only one 
There was only one part of the Serratus Mountains, if Rissa recalled correctly, from her Agrican video tutor lessons that was so heavily volcanic it would explain his mention of hot springs as well. Mm. All right, so <sighs> let's see. We're almost done. He tells her to have courage because I guess he feels that she's getting a little nervous. Their first meeting is always the most difficult, but it's the most important. She said, I'm not afraid. You don't need to hold me so close. Um, and she's like telling him to keep his inquisitive fingers in the proper place. He chuckled and stilled his hand, um, seemingly of its own accord splayed to encompass the span of Rissa's upper arm and stroked perilously, 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 ah, perilously. There you go. <laughs> Near the full swell of her breast. Oh. My pardon. I presume to liberties you've yet to grant me. Liberties I'll never grant. Mm. All right. So anyway, an old cat guy is the first to greet them. And they start talking. And they're kind of talking as if she's not even there. And so she's like, perhaps you'd like to examine my teeth as well. Rumor has it females childbearing streak can be determined by the conditions of her teeth. Oh, wait. Maybe he said that. I don't know. Anyway. So that she's going back and forth rudely with their higher ups now. So she is there at their lair. Will you turn the light on now? Yeah. It's too dark. It got too dark. I can't read or see. Um. Anyway, the guy, the the ugh, the main guy asks, you know, if there's anything she needs. You know, they were like, okay, perhaps we shouldn't talk about her. Like she's an object. And she basically said she wants to go sleep somewhere. So he takes her to go sleep. Oh, this might be when he gives her the nightgown. Um. Yeah, they start talking about, oh, he, she meets his mother. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not really. It's been days. They've been trekking up to the lair. Is she sterile too? Well, no, but her husband was killed in that last thing. Perfect. Because think about it. It's been like a year or two then since other, that. Then other males can get in there and <laughs> She's too old. Reproducing. She's too old. And she lives with him now. Oh, so he He kind of talks like she might be crazy, but she doesn't sound too bad off. Um, then he's like, let me show you my lair. <laughs> Okay, so you want to, before we end this, do you want to know what his lair looks like? Yeah. It wasn't at all what Rissa expected. It's like a giant cat cage. The main stone chamber of a round shape and moderately roomy size was comfortably, if simply, furnished. Several perpetual light boxes illuminated the room, kind of like in Minecraft. Huh. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, Bathing everything in a soft blue-violet glow, a square stone hearth sat in the middle of the room. Several smoked haunches of meat hung over it from a wheel-like apparatus suspended from the ceiling. Off to one side was a long wooden table of rich red-brown robur wood, lovingly hand-rubbed to a smooth sheen. <laughs> Six chairs of similar workmanship were stationed around it. Five books, books. which da, 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 is another reason to sip because anytime a book is with men mentioned within a book is a sip for the Bustles and Bangers game. All right. They lay on the table. Table. Four more were stacked on one of the chairs. Two large carved chests sat against a far wall along with various cooking pots, plates, cups, some farming implements, and three blasters. Pew, 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 pew. Wah, wah, wah. You... You own books? Oops. She asked Morgan. But, but the ban. <clears throat> so anyway, they start talking about whether or not he's illiterate. <laughs> so can, Wait, can you read? Yeah, he takes offense and he's like, if you're asking this. And she was like, no, I'm so sorry. You're right. I shouldn't ask that. That's not really what I meant. I just was surprised. And he's it, like, no, I can't read. Yes, exactly. He says, no, but we are trying to teach our people. We well, have how these. How do you do that if you can't read? How well, do you teach somebody, somebody read can. Read? Somebody can. I mean, maybe he can read a little bit of something. I don't know. So anyway, here's the books, which is another sip because they mention them again. Mo mountains, 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 10 treatises. On the philosophy of ages, very impressive, and Hesionia's secrets of the crystal makers, not to mention the Eludian proverbs, moral justice, and Tenoris's maxims. Have you read all these books, Morgan? Okay, so now hear me out. I but need you to look these it. up. I need. Well, I know he owns them. What if it is? Look it up. <laughs> 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 you spell those crazy 
look up the Hesionia's Secret of the Crystal Makers. It's H-E-S-I-O-N-A apostrophe S. Secrets of the Crystal Makers. <laughs> I figured you'd want to watch the look up the one that's Treatises of the Philosophy. Of the, of the Secrets of the Crystal Makers? Yeah. Is it real? No, it's not real. Shut up. You haven't even looked yet. All right. Well, I'll read the rest of it. He shot her a hooded glance. We. Oh, it's not Damn it, bitch. My phone was like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Kathleen Morgan, you're fucking us over. That would have been really cool. Anyway, we eschewed the higher technologies of the rest of the Imperium, as did most of Agrica, choosing instead to keep to the simple ways of our ancestors. Life was good. Agraba? Agrica. Like Africa. Oh. Agrica. You know, because she's super, you know, she can make up these three names of these really existential books, but she couldn't come up with a better name of a, of a planet. Um, they didn't progress and so he has plans to try to progress them and she's like what did you plan to do Morgan with the books it's the weirdest question the way yeah he was like teach my people to read the question what did you plan to do with them Morgan what the fuck do you think somebody's gonna do with books I was gonna cut a hold on move them up (laughs) fuck them like yeah what the fuck like oh we were gonna do crafts yeah since you're not putting out those books anyway uh he gets mad at her at some point, and he blows I've up. I've been mad at her this whole book. Well, she'd never seen such virulent anger, such a soul-devouring need for revenge. He was getting mad about her dad mm. being the killer and all that stuff and how fucked off everything is. And Let me down. I can't bear for you to touch me. And he's like, I'm sorry I, that you saw the bitterness that got a, the best of me. Bitterness? You were terrifying, Morgan. Yet you meant them nonetheless, didn't you? Because he's trying to apologize for his words. Oh, yes, it does. As long as you harbor such hatred for one of my people, you harbor at least some remnants of hatred for me. Just go away and leave me, please. So he's like, do you intend to sleep with your boots on? And she like throws her boots off. Okay, so this is when. Do you intend to sleep with your pants on? With those pants on? Do you intend to sleep with them panties on? With those those titties covered? She uncovers them. This is when he gives her his wife's nightgowns and he gets all like. Again. Again. It was. Okay, the sleeping gown was silky sleek and fit her well. Rissa noted as she slipped it over her head and smoothed it down her body sleeveless scooped low in the front to reveal the full swell of her breasts it was a garment of subtle subtle i hate the word subtle because it looks like i should say subtle subtle (coughs) subtle seduction an image of morrigan naked and powerful passionately clasping a woman's is that was printed on this on this (laughs) it's a picture picture. of him naked (laughs) (coughs) no (laughs) It flashed through her mind. She blushed and shoved the disturbing image away. Morgan, she whispered. When she saw him not wishing to disturb his mother, he wheeled about. His flung, mom's there? She lives at his house. He wheeled about, flung his long brown mane back, and walked over to her. Rissa handed him her clothes. For a long, heated moment, his gaze captured hers before dipping down the length of her body, then back up to linger on her breasts. You flatter the gown, as did my winna. He observed quietly. I wish I could take you to bed and hold you in my arms and mate with you. Rissa's heart began a thunderous pounding. But you can't. You have people waiting. No, I can't, Morgan agreed, the sudden huskiness of his voice. The only hint of the wild emotions roiling within him. But soon, Rissa, very soon, I promise you. And that, he added, a resolute look in his eyes, is one promise I fully intend to keep. Bam. Damn. Done, son. That is the end of the second installment. These books are fucking fat. I'm sorry it took so long. I hope you can all handle that. (coughs) (laughs) Get it? Sorry it was so long. I hope you can handle it. Damn, dude, you are fucking yawning on this podcast. I cannot believe you. It's all dark in here earlier. I know. It was like a little cozy cave. I know. I don't know what we're going to do. You want me to slap you? You want me to smack you one good one? Our our friend and and wonderfully um, uh, talented massage therapist literally told me, and I will say this on air, that I need to backhand you more often because it's better for my back muscle. It would work it out. So she Mm. said, follow through with it. So now every time you're behind me, I, I've been allowed by my massage therapist as a physical healing tool to just slap the shit out of you backhandedly. Excellent. So I'm glad she did that. <laughs> I'll tell her thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, so anyway, thanks for listening to another uh, installment of Bustles and Bangers, another episode. Again, if you are interested in listening to some other ones that might have been a little faster, a little nastier, because some of them go slow, that's okay. Foreplay's all right. Um, you can check out more of our stuff at www dot bustles and bangers dot com you can check us out on insta tiktok and facebook at bustles and bangers or you can check out the rest of our shit on the other shit and you know like our shit rate our shit only five stars if you want to give us any less than that don't but we love you and we appreciate you listening to our nasty filthy stuff we love you bye This has been a Rogue Media Network production.